Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is Friday. No days off here. Ready to go. Red Bulls in tow. We are ready. Live in L.A., the herd, wherever you may be. However you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. J-Mac, I don't know what you did last night. I went out and got some dinner and just thought about all these sports things that are happening. Tonight, game four. Denver wins. It feels like the series is over. Where are you leaning tonight? Series over anyway. We you know. think it's over? Oh, come on. Miami needs a prayer. What? Unfortunately, some injury to some superstar on Denver or something. But yeah, it's over. I got Denver tonight. You do. And the line's about two and a half? I saw three and a half last night. I haven't checked this morning. So that means Busy the- morning on the McIntyre front. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> we'll find out about that later. Okay. So um, anytime I worked at a place... And currently, this isn't the case. But I have worked at places before, and you're not quite sure the business is operating at full speed or highly functional. And it always comes down to one thing. Everybody's asking, who's running this place? Who's making these decisions? In Miami, you know it's Spolstra, and you know it's Pat Riley. In Golden State, it was Bob Myers. It was Steve Kerr. Who's making the decisions here? With the Lakers, we're never quite sure who's making the decisions. Jeannie Buss, Rob Palenka, or LeBron. I saw this story this morning. Chris Paul to the Laker rumors. Heating up. Who's running this place? If that comes to fruition, LeBron is running the Lakers. Because here's what they need. More accurate three-point shooting. More dynamic. More youth. And somebody, because of LeBron's age and AD's brittleness, that can give you 70 games a year and big minutes. Um, seven seasons since Chris Paul gave you over 70 games. 
LeBron over the last three years has averaged 52, and AD over the last three years has averaged 44. The last thing in the world the Lakers need is another old star that gives you 53 games. It would be a mess in Los Angeles. I saw this headline. And by the way, is this LeBron's people putting it out there, trying to create inertia and steam and momentum? Chris Paul's dreamed of playing with the Lakers, says the headline. So what? They're not Disneyland. Lakers aren't into making your dreams come true. I once dreamed to be in George Clooney. Who gives a rip who Paul George, Paul, excuse me, Chris Paul has dreamed of playing for? I like Chris Paul, but two things are true. A heavy winter jacket and Chris Paul in Boston are perfect. They're both useless in Los Angeles. He doesn't fit here. He doesn't. He's old, expensive, and brittle. That is the opposite of what the Lakers need. But increasingly, we have asked ourselves this question, and this is what you ask yourself all the time for an organization that was once proud. Could be baseball, football, NBA, MLS, could be anybody. Who's running this place? Rob Palenka as a GM cannot think this is a good idea. It's a bad idea. Even Westbrook, who didn't work, when they made the move, I argued he's available, he's productive, he gives you minutes. He plays hard. He plays often. I love Chris Paul in Boston because they have two young, dynamic, athletic stars in their prime that give you 70 games and big minutes. LeBron's averaging 52 games, AD 44, and AD just came off his longest streak of playing consecutively. That puppy won't last. So as we all age, you fit in fewer places. All you need to know, if this thing gains any steam at all, LeBron is running the Lakers. Because you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid acknowledges, I don't draft the players. Brett Veach does that. I don't do that. I use the offense. Andy Reid doesn't even worry about defense. That's Steve Spagnola. I know exactly who's running every part of Kansas City and Golden State and Miami. Chris Paul to the Lakers is a classic who's running this place scenario. All right, so we're, um, after the finals wrap up, you have the NBA draft, and then J-Mac and I, you just, we're going we're gonna to pull up to the professional and college football buffet for six months, and we're going to gorge. So one of the things, of the things we disagree with, sometimes I try to talk him into things, he tries to talk me into things. The one thing we agree on is that Russell Wilson is not washed. We're in the minority. There's even people in the league that think Russell Wilson is washed. J-Mac does and I don't. Not sure how you feel. Garrett Bowles, their best offensive lineman who missed last year with an injury, he's all in on Russ. He's a great dude. You know, he's the same guy every single day. He works his butt off. Um, and, you know, I'm ready for that stuff to go away. Um, and when it goes, you know, everyone's going to eat crow. I think he's... One of the greatest quarterbacks in the game in the last 10 years. I mean, stats don't lie. Um, just because you have one rough season, you can't, you can't you know, dictate your type of guy and his personality and what he goes through. So there's really no historical precedent for Russell Wilson going from four really good years, three really good years, final years in Seattle, to what we saw last year. So here's what we saw in Seattle his last several years. Three years. 66% completion percentage, 33 touchdowns, 8 picks, and a 106 quarterback rating, and winning 10 games. 
That was the average. By the way, with a very poor offensive line and running back by committee. So it's not like he had great offensive support. He had a defensive head coach. The O-line was a bit of a mess. They've drafted well, and now it's good. And the running backs were just a bunch of guys. Right? Rashad Penny. Bunch of guys. Never could stay healthy. And then here's his numbers last year in Denver. Man overboard. Everything plummeted. Four wins. 60% completion percentage. His touchdown passes were cut in half. And his passer rating, like Trubisky level. So what's, how's it possible? The only comp that is even, well, it's the same city, Denver. Peyton Manning was really, really good. And then he fell off a cliff. But Peyton Manning was 39 years old. Peyton Manning had had four neck surgeries. Russell Wilson last year started the season at 33 years old and has never had a major surgery. So there's no historical precedence for it. Really good to washed. Again, he was doing that in Seattle with a bad old line and B-level running backs. So I believe it all comes down to an 80-20 split. That 80% of last year was Nathaniel Hackett being completely, absolutely over his skis in a conference with really good teams. And then 20% was on Russell Wilson. And where was that 20%? Is that I think Russell Wilson views himself sometimes wrongly as a great pocket passer. No, he has two skills that are all-time unique. He has unbelievable instincts, especially late in games and in crisis, third down. He's got really good instincts. He's smart. But his instincts are fantastic. And the second thing is, he's uniquely mobile. The way he moves, he never gets hit. There's other guys that are faster, Lamar Jackson, uh, maybe bigger and stronger, Josh Allen. But Russell had like a decade of running around and never getting hit, never getting really tagged. So he is uniquely instinctual and uniquely evasive. I think he has to lean into those again. And for some reason last year, he... He was very reluctant to do that. He was probably trying to be a good employee. He listened to Hackett, but you could tell by the end of game one in Seattle when Hackett couldn't figure the clock out, uh, we're sinking here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over the, the vessel. So let's go back to Russell Wilson's numbers last year in Denver. I think with Sean Payton, not only an upgrade in coaching, but arguably the second, third, fourth best coach in the league, I think Russell's numbers are going to go from this for our TV audience to this. 26 touchdowns, 8 picks, 4,100 yards, a passer rating in the mid-60s, excuse me, a passer rating at 96, and a completion percentage around 65. And what would that be? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was not a top four or five quarterback in the NFL last year. What he was, was capable of having a great game, a great half, a great moment, and leading his team to the playoffs. So that's what I believe Russell Wilson will become. Trevor Lawrence, not a top five guy, although Trevor this year may be, but he'll be capable of getting a team to the playoffs, winning a game with a late drive, more than competent, Good in the pocket, not yet great. More mobile than average. Very good instincts. Bit of a playmaker. Not Mahomes, not Allen, not Burrow. Maybe not physically Justin Herbert, 
but somewhere between like 6 and 12 in the NFL. That is my guess. Because there's simply, there's no precedent for four really good years, three really good years into awful. There's, there's nothing out there. Peyton Manning's it, and he was six years of hits older and four neck surgeries in. So that's where we are today. J-Mac, you and I, I think, agree on most stuff. Most, not all. I don't know who I'm taking tonight. I will say this. Miami will shoot the three probably better and will play with more energy. So I do think it's close. I don't think I'd bet it. I, if I had to, I, I, Miami, Miami's the second best team in this series. Can we agree on that? <laughs> yes, they, are. they are. They're smaller. They don't have as many elite players. They have more undrafted guys. They're more about culture than talent. Denver's got a nice culture. They got better players. Yeah, I wonder if after this series, a lot of the people in the NBA are going to start to change their mind on three-pointers. Denver's not living by the three in the finals here. They're going through their center, Jokic. So I don't know if this is going to start a, a shift away from three-point shooting, maybe back toward a big man being well, primary. There aren't a lot of Jokic's around. Them. Well, it's also interesting. Analytics are great, like in baseball, for a long season. You play the averages. But when you get into the playoffs, you'll use starters out of the bullpen. You'll change. Mm -hmm. You'll go for the win in that moment. You don't care about the game tomorrow. In the playoffs, the starting pitcher is your momentum. You don't give a rip about tomorrow. You've got to win the game now. I remember Lou Pinelli years ago was managing the Cubs, and he was setting up stuff for later in the series. Lou, win the game tonight, yeah, yeah. today. Win the game now. So whereas in a regular season, it, you're playing, you got a lot of tarmac. So in baseball, you're doing you, analytics work. But if you watch postseason baseball, some of that stuff hits the road, yeah. win tonight. So in the NBA, over the course of 82 games, you play into averages. But the NBA playoffs, the refs let you play. Sometimes you just need a basket. Yeah. And the best basket is an 8-footer, not a 23-footer. Yeah. Well, Miami's only path to victory is th hitting threes. That's it. That's, That's it. That's all they can do to win this series. Meanwhile, Denver's like, I think they hit five threes last game. So five or six. Low number. They don't need threes because they got Jokic, who, man, it's amazing can, how he's a game changer. Somebody should write a book on, I'm pro-analytics, but they feel much more built for a regular season than a baseball or basketball postseason. I mean, think about football. There's a lot of things you will do knowing protect your quarterback, protect your players. But you'll have guys play hurt in a playoff game. I mean, yep. Jalen Hurts was not healthy. These are playoff games you play. You'd rest Jalen Hurts in a regular season in week 13 if you led the Cowboys by three games in the division. So I think all of our sports, there is an urgency. There's a business side. Um, Super Bowl champs, every coach gets richer. The owner gets richer. The players get richer. Win the game and play hurt. Yeah. And so I, analytics are great, but what I think we're seeing from Denver, by the way, Milwaukee had some of this, um, get a basket. Just go get a basket. And Jokic is the best yeah. right now, not only the best at get a basket, but create a basket for somebody else. I read a stat where Jokic and Murray ran more pick and rolls in game three than they had in any game this season. They just say, we're throwing everything out the window. We're going to our bread and butter. Jokic and Murray, they can't stop. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. 
That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, Don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Go to TanklessMadeSimple.com. Check out a Navian tankless water heater. Doesn't matter if you've done loads of laundry, dishwasher. It only heats water when you need it, so it never runs out. TanklessMadeSimple.com, Navian. So, you know... When I used to work at the other place, uh, a lot of people would scream about bias and regional bias, and some of it absolutely exists, Uh, much like the losers who are always saying uh, our our elections are rigged and the NBA is rigged. They're not. I I got news for you. If they were, the Denver Nuggets would not be in the finals. The Raptors wouldn't have gotten to the finals. We just have Lakers-Celtics every year and occasionally Steph Curry. So of the last 12 champions, if Denver wins this final, six are non-traditional brands. It's not rigged. Either are elections. Uh, But there is bias. It's never as bad as everybody thinks. For instance, uh, you know, everybody now is saying ESPN's got an SEC bias. It's the best football conference. Easily. No argument. Stop. It's the best. Big Ten's entertaining. It's not as good as the SEC. Now you add USC, maybe it gets better, but it's not as good as the SEC. But there is bias out there, and a lot of it is illustrated in this story. Bristol's in the Northeast. That building is full of New York sports fans. That's why they talk about the Mets way more than they should. Nobody cares about the Mets. In New York, 
the biggest city in North America with a loaded roster in a beautiful new stadium, semi-new. They're sixth in the National League in attendance and third in their own division. Nobody cares about the Mets. They barely care about them in New York. I hate to break it to you. They get 31000 a game. The Cubs get more, and they're in a tiny stadium that's 100 years old, 200 years old, however old it is, and they don't have a roster as good as the Mets. But here's another, here's regional bias by ESPN. So they came out on ESPN Plus. That's behind like the, 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 the pay window or something, you know, the pay service. You got to pay for it. They stacked all 32 teams by their top five players. Now, like number one's Kansas City, legitimate. Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney. Here's their top 10. So again, I don't have any arguments with a lot of this stuff, but here's where it gets fuzzy. They have the Jets at eight and the Niners at 10. So the Niners are 3,200, 3,300 miles from ESPN. So let's look at the Niners' five best players because this is the ranking. They're five best players. They have arguably, the Niners, the best pass rusher in the entire sport at a position that's really important. Trent Williams is viewed as the best left tackle in the sport. Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, is the best all-purpose running back in the sport. George Kittle is the second-best tight end, and Fred Warner is the best linebacker in the sport. Arguably, outside of Kittle, who's the second-best tight end to Travis Kelsey, you have four or five players are the best at their position in the league. They're behind the Jets, who have a quarterback coming off, as he's aged, Aaron Rodgers, is coming off a subpar year. Now, I think Aaron is their best players, their best player, put it up. But the Jets' best players, according to ESPN, Aaron Rodgers, Sauce Gardner, Quinnen Williams, Garrett Wilson, and Elijah Vera Tucker. Garrett Wilson had four touchdown catches last year. 31 other wide receivers had more. And Elijah Vera Tucker missed 10 games, and he's a guard. Aaron's coming off an average Aaron year. Sauce Gardner's absolutely special. And Quinnen Williams made the Pro Bowl. You're telling me that core is better than San Francisco's core. Let's go back to San Francisco's core again. These are Hall of Fame players. Nick Bosa is going to be a Hall of Famer. Trent Williams will be a Hall of Famer. George Kittle will be a Hall of Famer. Christian McCaffrey and Warner are Hall of Fame talents. It will depend on their durability and their production going forward. They play collision positions. Three of those five are guaranteed Hall of Famers. Two could be if I get three more great years from both. Sauce Gardner feels like a Hall of Famer. Aaron is, but is no longer in his prime. That is regional bias. That is having too many people in the room that are Jets fans. Because that ain't close. It's nothing against the Jets. But when I was there and Rex Ryan was the coach, they gave them more publicity than the Packers, Cowboys, and Steelers that have a combined 15 trophies. Tim Tebow was, as a Jet, the biggest story going into a season. He was a backup quarterback. A backup quarterback for the New York Jets. So now a lot of people talk about bias and then people often say, Colin, your show leans West Coast. It's not my fault. California wins a lot of championships. New York State right now, it's in like a 10-year drought. They're not winning championships. 
California's in a 10-year surplus. They're winning a lot of stuff. The Warriors, the Rams. Now USC is interesting. You've got all sorts. You've got, uh, you know, the Lakers won a bubble championship. Dodgers are viable. They're always a World Series contender. Can I ask a question since you are going after uh, my favorite football team? Yeah, go ahead. All right, can we flash the top 10 real quick? Could just let's show let's it on flash the, the top 10. Yeah, let's see the top 10 real quick. One more time. Um, because I often ask you, what is the most important position in football? Uh, it's just one simple question. Pretend this is a courtroom. Quarterback. Okay. How many teams in that top 10 have a quarterback as one of their five core players? Well, I haven't looked at all 10 of them. I know Dak Take Prescott, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Take a guess. It's Eight. a leading question. No, Eight. no, no. Nine? Yeah. But one a- team doesn't have a quarterback. The Niners, that's why they're 10. The Jets now have a quarterback. Okay. And a defensive coach and a shaky O-line. It's all fair. And a wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. We're not looking at the coach. We're looking at the core. If you're basing this on five players, it's not like the five best players for the Niners are all guards. Pass rusher, left tackle, weapon, superstar, versatile running back. Like they have the, the Niners have the best players in the league at like six positions. Fair. The Jets do not have the best player in the league. Only Sauce Gardner could be argued. Fair. And I'm not saying What do the Ravens have that's best at the at anywhere? Well, Mark Andrews is a probably the third best tight end in okay. the sport. Lamar's a top ten quarterback. Yeah. So probably. basically this list is do you have a great quarterback, right? Patrick Mahomes. Then why don't you call it that? Why don't because you just they're trying call to get it? cute with this core thing? Like how? Why? Why is on a team of fifty? How many? Fifty-four players? Why is a core five players? That's that's a little silly. I think this is just a fun list. If for you June. asked every GM in the league, you get five players off every roster in the league. You can take any team. Do you think the Niners would have nine teams ahead of them? If you could go to a GM and say, "I'll give you the best left tackle, the best edge rusher." The best linebacker, the best all-purpose back. Oh, by the way, it's not like their receivers are bad. It's not like Purdy was terrible. This team got to the NFC Championship with Brock Purdy. <laughs> with Brock Purdy. Yeah. They've, got, they've got great players, but the quarterback question, I think, looms. I'm not saying the Niners should be number one. I think that does drop you. I'm, they shouldn't be Kansas City. Your, your beef is with Aaron Rodgers and the My Jets beef ahead. is the Jets' core is a quarterback that is inarguably past his prime. I'm sorry. He is a guard that couldn't play and a receiver <laughs> that is... Well, the guard could play. He just got hurt. A, he missed more games than he played. He's very good. By He's, the way, the, the other storyline is count the NFC teams on that list. Three. That's it. No, no Vikings. And anywhere. by the way, three and the Niners were lucky to make it. That's also true. First of all, if you're doing top core players, and I'm not saying quarterback shouldn't be more. Like I would put Kansas City, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, all above them, and Miami because they've got some superstar corners and receivers. You can make that argument. Buffalo's interesting after Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. They got some defenders. Good defenders. So the the they team have a that would have been spicy. Like. You want to make this list spicy? You you bump the Niners. And you put the Jaguars at 10. So the Niners are not in the top 10. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback. They Trevor have a Lawrence. quarterback. Trevor Lawrence, you're not picking up the phone call. Today. You're not picking up the phone if somebody's calling about Lawrence. I'm remember? not arguing that the lack of a star quarterback doesn't put them below team. It doesn't put them below the Jets. If they played tomorrow, who would be favored? 
Where the Niners... It doesn't matter where it's played. <laughs> if it was in San Francisco, they'd be favored by six, no, two and stop. a half on the road. And they'd we be favored, by the way. No so way. your core is overweighing quarterback. And I don't think Brock Purdy's terrible. Remember. Went 7-0 as a starter. This isn't Shanahan putting LaFleur in a body bag as usual. Now it's Robert Sala, defensive guy. I mean, Shanahan owns LaFleur. Well, anyways. J-Mac with the news. <laughs> no, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right, let's jump over to the NBA. Uh, Nikola Jokic is a superstar, getting a ton of praise for his incredible performance. But, hey, Aaron Gordon has chimed in. By the way, Aaron Gordon's playing really well. Chimed in about how his teammate is changing the league. Jokic's redefining the game. Um, you know, you... you are going to start seeing more and more um, players that can just do everything, you know, regardless of size. You know, he's he's kind of like breaking that mold, kind of like how, how Magic Johnson did with the point guard position. You know, he's, he's breaking the mold of the center position of only just being dominant uh, uh, down on the block. Now he's being dominant from 40 feet <laughs> everywhere on the floor. Can you argue the three players in the NBA, historically, that have sort of broken the code? Magic point guard, LeBron forward, Jokic center. That they're literally one of one. Like, LeBron literally came in as a forward and is like, no, I'm going to run the entire offense. Like, literally, I'm going to guard Derrick Rose. I could guard the four. LeBron is a positionless player. He's just a great basketball player. Jordan was a guard. Kobe was a guard. Bird was a forward. LeBron's positionless. Would you say Curry is in that group no, as well? No, Curry's a shooting guard. He's a shooting or a he's point guard, but he's a guard. He can't he can't defend wings. So he can't. Are, can we is it safe to call Jokic a unicorn? Oh, completely. Okay. I think there's three players in league history. Magic literally played center in a finals game and scored 42 against the Sixers. We'd never seen as good as Bob Cousy was. He could do that. LeBron's literally a positionless player. He can do anything you want him to do. He's never been a great, he's never had to guard a big, but he could. And then I think Jokic, I was thinking about this the other day. How about this story? So, Jokic gives you 10 assists a night. So if he averages 24 points, Shaq averaged about 29-30. But Shaq wasn't a big assist guy, right? If Jokic averages 24 and gives you 10 assists, but 10 assists 20 years ago equaled 20 points. But 10 assists today because oh. of the three-ball era equals probably 23 and a half points. That's, okay. So if you count his average 24, the 23 and a half points that his assists average because of the three-ball, the emergence of that, he's a 50-point-a-night player. That does not count. So this is what they call uh, so points scored and assisted on per game in the NBA. Look at how far Jokic is ahead of Shaq. Oh, my gosh. Shaq at 38, Jokic at 54. Because now his assists, it used to be if I got six assists, that would equal 12 points. Right. Now, that's like 15 points. Mm. Jokic, for a single playoff, is a mile ahead of Shaq. So, we do need to put, I said yesterday, Jokic top 10 center all time, obviously. is top seven. I think we need to start discussing him in the mix with Shaq and Wilt. I don't think that's out of bounds well, at well, this point. Well, it's funny. When Magic first came into the league, is, is, is Laker fans would know this, there was a lot of criticisms on Magic because of his size. He wasn't a twitchy defender, and he wasn't a great shooter. But you couldn't look at him like that because guards were always shooters when we were kids. 
Like every, you, you never had a guard who couldn't shoot. That was very, you couldn't make the league. You had to be, because you were small. And Magic wasn't a great shooter. No. But but you had to look at the other end of the telescope. He was kind of, he was just labelless. He just like ran the offense. He was a catalyst. He could rebound. Magic gave you whatever you needed. LeBron, he's labelless. He's positionless. Jokic is a, is a point center. And, and those assist numbers are much more significant today than 20 years ago because of the three-point shot. Jokic also doesn't get a lot of credit. What happens if Jokic makes a great pass, a guy gets it, gets fouled, Foul. and goes yeah, to the free throw yeah, line? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Van Gundy brought that Van up. Gundy, it's actually yeah. a great point. It's really so I think we're looking at a guy in terms of productivity. I don't think there's anything I've ever seen like it. Jokic or Elijah one? Now, Olajuwon did win two titles when Jordan had retired. No, Jokic. The assist. But Olajuwon defensively was unbelievable. Yeah, uh, but uh, you're right. It's, you're, t- it's tough to do that. Well, ask yourself this. I, I would it, say it's 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 close to even. Yeah, well, there, I, I would take Jokic, but Akeem's great. So here, here, and Akeem had his way against Shaq, by the way, if you ask Shaq. He did. Well, he had a million moves. His so, bag was deep. Right. So, but here's what's interesting about it. When people say, well, Jokic isn't a great defensive player. So the two best players for the Heat are known for defense, Bam and Butler. The two best players for the Nuggets are known for offense, Murray and Jokic, who clearly looks like the better team. Offensive league. So 75-25, it's an offensive and league. And by the way, Anthony Davis is a great defender. Was, he could not stop or come close to stopping Jokic. There is no such thing as a Kobe stopper, an MJ stopper. Mm-hmm. Tony Allen was a very good defender in this league for years. I, there used to be a guy for the Sixers named Bobby Jones. Very good defenders. They never stopped the great scorers. Bill Russell didn't stop Wilt. If, you can, if you're a great scorer, what Bill Russell did is shut down average scores. Nobody's shutting down Wilt. Nobody's shutting down Kareem, Kobe, MJ, LeBron. Nobody's shutting those guys down ever. They may, they may shoot a slightly lower, you know, did uh, Brian Russell for the Jazz? Oh, stop it. Well, I'm just saying, did Michael shoot a little? No, I remember. It was like Michael Jordan's torching the Jazz. Who's guarding him? Byron Russell, that's who's guarding him? I'm just saying, I'm not saying he stopped him. I'm saying, can a guy make it a little more difficult for an elite score? Yeah, a little, instead of he, Kobe he, shooting 47, he shoots 46. Yeah, but the, even Scottie Pippen, great wing defender in his time, like outstanding. This idea that, oh, he could slow down Kevin Durant in a mythical matchup. No. No, I mean, did you see Charles Barkley against Pippen and the Bulls in the finals? Barkley got whatever he wanted. Yeah, like, yeah unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, now, this is interesting. Uh, next story is, so the Warriors, remember, they parted ways with GM uh, Bob Myers. Yeah. Unclear whether he was shoved out or well, he just no, said, he, I don't want to come back. They didn't part ways. So what, what do you call it? He just left. He retired. Okay. It's still a lot of unknowns as to what happened. Right. So according to The Athletic... Steph Curry wants to run it back with Clay and Draymond. The core. He wants one more season with the core that has won four titles together. It's interesting that a week after Bob Myers leaves, Steph Curry through the Athletics says, we got to keep it together. Pretty clear to me. Very precise. And I'm I'm the biggest Curry defender on the planet. I've been hyping him on your show for years. Um, He was the first guest on my podcast way back when. Listen. It's clear Bob Meyer said, we've got to change things up. This this is not working. That's right. And the Warriors said, no, thank you. Yep. Um, and Steph Curry is putting his foot down, and they're going to run it back. Now, Bob, Bob Murray now, is right on this. Bob Myers, yeah. Bob so Myers, Steph Curry said, the core, Clay and Draymond. I don't know that Jordan Poole is in the core. He did win one title with him last year, but that is going to be interesting whether he comes back or not. Because you know the core is the guys who have four titles. No, I think you're perceptive on this. I think Bob Myers, I think we've talked about this with Rick Buecher. I think Bob Myers wanted to move Clay Thompson and didn't have the stomach for it and didn't want to tick off Steph. And there's a great deal of loyalty to Steph Curry in the building. Steph has made all of them rich. 
There's a great deal of loyalty to Steph Curry, and there should be. He's made everybody, he's made Joe Lake of another billion dollars. I mean, this was a lousy franchise 15 years yeah. ago, right? It was a mess. So uh, when you, when somebody has made everybody rich, there's going to be generational loyalty, and there is. You just said loyalty three times. Did we talk about loyalty earlier this week? Well, no, I don't. No, I, no, 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 no. Not in Did golf. we talk about loyalty with golf Yeah. to the PGA? I'm not a huge fan. I'm a fan of winning now. I, I'm not a fan of we. I don't. I'm not a rear view mirror person. I'm more windshield. So this are idea you. of we got to be loyal to Clay Thompson. Uh, I don't get it. I don't. We got uh, Lakers I think said we right. got to be loyal to Kobe Bryant, and I understand. But they gave him all the money, and they're they've been a mess mostly since until until who saved him? LeBron. A guy that's Lakers not loyal. fans don't want to hear that. I know there's a lot of Kobe defenders. Guys don't text me. All my friends are big Kobe guys. Yeah, they don't like what we all but love. Kobe that's too. The reality. They yes. were loyal to Kobe. And it dug them in a massive hole where they were like a 25-win team for six years. So Golden State, just be careful what you wish for with this loyalty to Clay Thompson. And I know loyalty is a big word in sports. Everybody loves it. You know, Jerry Krause got a lot of crap for the Bulls. But Jerry Krause did it right. He said, guys, this is the last dance. And everybody got ticked off and hated Jerry Krause and lampooned him. And then he broke him up. And it was the right thing to do. And everybody said, they have a right. No, 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 no. Michael quit on him. It's Jerry Krause, basically. And when Michael quit, he knew he was quitting before he announced it. He'd gone into his baseball workouts, if you read the books, before he announced it with Tim Grover. So Michael had made the decision up long before he told everybody. So he quit on the team. And Jerry Krause said, I'm quitting on the dynasty. And he was right. They were spent. They were, like, done. Steve Kerr's acknowledged that he was there. He's like, we're not done in Golden State. They're done. By the way, Jordan should thank him. For not trying to run it back again and then losing, and then he wouldn't be 6-0 and and all this. Thank you. But no Jordan That's fan right. wants to hear that. All right, I'm ticking off a lot of people. Final story, Jalen Hurts. Uh, let's go to a positive one. Um, listen, the guy's a franchise quarterback, got a massive extension, made a huge jump from 21 to 22. Head coach Nick Sirianni spoke about this amazing development. Jalen may be the most coachable person I've ever been around in my life. Um, and, that, and that, I mean, he's just always looking to get better now that's our job as coaches to make sure we're feeding him good information he's so coachable like he just keeps getting he and he just keeps getting better and he keeps getting better and he keeps getting better i don't know what his ceiling is because he just keeps getting better and he's gonna and he's gonna continue to do that and so i've seen that same jump just uh you know the decision you know the the speed in which he makes his decision his accuracy of his throws i've really been he's really had a good spring Coachability. Sirianni was with Andrew Luck in uh, Indy, I'm, I'm reading about here. Interesting that Hurts is more coachable than a guy like Andrew Luck. We well, know he's more coachable than Carson Wentz. I don't think he was trying to make it personally. No, no, no. But Just because you're saying something nice about one person doesn't mean you're taking a shot at Did we another. do this yesterday with Rick Buecher? <laughs> a yeah. version of this. You, you, you tend to find the nice compliment and then conflate that make as a about, negative compliment right. to somebody else. Isn't that, is that what it is? <laughs> That's what you do. I don't know if that's what it is. Occasionally I do that. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. He's on to something with the Warriors. And and I want to talk about something that I've seen happen multiple times when everybody talks about culture. Because right now everybody's talking about heat culture. Everybody loves heat culture. Culture can be a lot of hooey. You got to have players. That culture in Miami stinks if Jimmy Butler's not there. It's Bam out of bio and a bunch of undrafted guys that don't make the playoffs. 
I want to talk about that coming up. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlay live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Looking for the end zone jump ball, and it's intercepted. Wow. He's got room. Into the air. A good return by Elder, and he's letting everybody know it. He tries the left side. He likes it. 
sprinting for the end zone and getting there. They're dangerous throwing the ball. Oh my word. Broken tackle. Broken tackle. Looking to the end zone. It is caught. What a toe tap. Here's Bethel Thompson. Dixon makes the adjustment. And there he goes. Touchdown. Week 9 of the USFL kicks off Saturday at noon Eastern on Fox as Michigan takes on Pittsburgh. Then the action continues on Sunday as Philly battles New Jersey at 7 p.m. Eastern. Catch every play Saturday and Sunday on Fox. Okay, we talk a lot about culture, the heat culture. So I saw this headline, didn't love it. The Warriors are working to rebuild their culture. It's their top off-season priority. Mostly Draymond, Jordan Poole, wasn't pretty, went sideways. I don't love that headline. Work on getting bigger and more athletic. The two best cultures in sports over the last however long are the Warriors and the Patriots, 10 titles. Two, or 2A, would be the Spurs. Get to that in a second. Why did New England fall off a cliff? It was not just because Tom Brady left. That was part of it. It's because the entire last season, Brady was a Patriot. He was heard screaming, remember this? Get open. Nobody can get open. The reason Tom Brady, two to three years before he left, was thinking about it, and his last year was yelling about it, and then did leave, is because the Patriots became more about culture than getting athletic fast guys who could get open. They fell in love with themselves and their culture. Culture's a bunch of hooey if you don't have speed and athleticism. By the way, New England now is slow and unathletic, and they don't have Brady. They'll probably finish fourth. Greg Popovich in San Antonio. Since the Warriors have first won their title in 2015, the Spurs are 30th in the NBA in three-point shooting. They fell in love with their culture. Find guys that can shoot. They fell in love with their culture. Did Popovich get dumb? Did Belichick get dumb? Fall in love with talent and shooting. In college, Jim Beheim admitted the other day, I thought it was very interesting, because I think Coach K and Nick Saban had a strong culture at Duke and Alabama, but didn't fall in love with it. Beheim admits he stayed with the zone too long defensively. He said recently, there's too many good shooters. We were too slow. People started shooting. Centers could shoot. Forwards could shoot. The zone doesn't work. He grasped culture. He, he choked culture. Saban moved off linebackers being a priority and made quarterbacks and receivers a priority. Coach K, reluctant, moved into one and one. That's how you win championships. So when I hear this about the Warriors' number one priority, Steph's 35, Clay's 33, can't defend, Draymond's 33. Culture's not your problem. Trade Jordan Poole, it'd be good tomorrow. But you can't trade Jordan Poole, can you? Because he's twitchy and athletic and can get his own shot. You can't move Wiggins, twitchy and athletic. Kaminga probably should play more. Are the Warriors going to become what? Brilliant Greg Popovich and brilliant Bill Belichick. And really smart Jim Beheim became. They worried too much about the past and their culture, and they grabbed it, and we got to revisit it. No, you can't re-sign Clay Thompson. Stefan Draymond, fine. But you got to kind of probably keep Jordan Poole and Wiggins and Kaminga. I got moving off Wiseman.
He didn't fit your style. But the Warriors' number one priority should be size, a big that can score, having a threat over 6'7 that could put the ball in the basket. Watch Jokic. That's the future. Hour two on a Friday next. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.